Hi everybody and welcome to the Junction Church Podcast. We pray that this message inspires and encourages you. If you would like to find out any more information about us, then please visit our website at www.thejunctionchurch.com. Thank you for listening. We're starting a new series called Blessed, and uh, Blessed is Better, and uh, we really want you to know uh, in this 2015 what it means to be blessed and and how to be blessed. And, uh, you know, we live in a a very competitive world. We live in a world where um, the the concept of being blessed is, is considered in a more different concept to that of the Bible. And that concept is framed around the getting an advantage, being better than somebody else, uh, uh, winning um, and not losing. And uh, it is a very, um, it's a very competitive in- environment. Um, and uh, actually, um, you know, if, if around this room, we, we have some competitive people. You, you don't want to play football with, with James, who was up here. <laughs> James was doing the intro from worship. Uh, if you're not sure who James is, he's competitive. He will take you down. And uh, he, 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 will, he will possibly die in the process. But it, for him, it will be worth it. And uh, Sharon, when we lived in Bridget Don, Sharon and I, uh, we would uh, often bring two cars into church where she would, she would come in for worship. Um, and then I would, uh, I would come in later. And uh, so we'd have two cars in church, which meant two cars driving home. That meant someone had to get home first. And uh, I want you to know Cheryl will take you down too. She she would be driving her 1.2 Punto Sport. I would be driving my two-ton, three-liter V6. And... uh, but it was, uh, it was often still won by the 1.2. Because when you're driving in town, <laughs> you have, it's, it's about who gets a, a, away from the lights first. It's about what route you choose. It's about getting in and around the cars to get that advantage of space and, and, and blocking the route. And, uh, and uh, it's quite amazing. It's like it's getting home and then Cheryl would get home. She often would beat me and then she would get out the car. She would go, loser. And uh, she would just let me know that, that she could. And don't let her get hold of a pistol. She is nasty with a pistol. And uh, we've been away on some holidays doing some pistol shooting. She hits the bullseye every time. So watch it. She can hold a gun and shoot and uh, <laughs> but you know as we start 2015 we want to know not how to be winners but how to be blessed to be blessed is to be better than to win because to win is to have superiority is to is to stand above somebody else and and the kingdom of God is not about standing above somebody else. It's about, it's about being blessed in an environment of other people being blessed. But, you know, in the world, everyone is wanting some kind of favor. Whether people have a hope in God or not, they have this hope that somehow their life might be 
It might, it, this might be their time. This might be their year. The whole world has turned into 2015 and here they are and they're looking families regardless of where they live upon the planet. Do you know, I, I recently read a survey that many of you may have seen it. I think it went through Facebook. Hap, who are the happiest people? Do you know who the happiest people are? The happiest continent? Africa. Unhappiest? Europe. <laughs> Do you know what? It's not what you have, is it? I reckon it's where you live, actually. <laughs> You've got sunshine <laughs> and <laughs> blue skies. It can't get better than that. I wouldn't mind living in Africa, to be honest with you. <laughs> but you know, see, God, he, he wants us to be blessed and not just to have, not just to win, not just to be in a place. So what we're going to do is we're going to read Deuteronomy 28 and read um, from verse 1. And we're going to be studying Deuteronomy 28 over the next couple of months uh, towards the, to, uh, up until the um, uh, last, second to last Sunday of, of uh, February. And we're going to be going through Deuteronomy 28, the first 14 verses. And we're going to be looking Sunday mornings and Sunday nights. And we're going to be looking at what it means to be blessed. And it says here in 28 verse 1, If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully keep all His commandments that I give you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the world and you will experience all these blessings if you obey the Lord your God. Your towns and your fields will be blessed. Your children and your crops will be blessed. The offspring of your herds and flocks will be blessed. Your fruit basket and your breadboards will be blessed. Wherever you go and whatever you do, you will be blessed. The Lord will conquer your enemies when they attack you. They will attack you from one direction, but they will scatter from you in seven. The Lord will guarantee a blessing on everything you do. And you will, and will fill your storehouses with grain. The Lord your God will bless you in the land He is giving you. If you obey the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in His ways, then the Lord will establish you as His holy people, as He swore He would do. Then all the nations of the world will see that you are a people claimed by the Lord and they will stand in awe of you. The Lord will give you prosperity in the land He swore to swore to your ancestors to give you blessing, uh, bless you with many children, numerous livestock and abundant crops. The Lord will send rain in the proper time from his rich treasury in the heavens and will bless all the work you do. You will lend to many nations, but you will not need to borrow from them. If you listen to these commands of the Lord your God that I am giving you today and you are careful to obey them, the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You will always be on top and never at the bottom. You must not turn away from any of the commands I am giving you today, nor follow after other gods and worship them. You know, it is amazing how inspiring these verses are. And this concept, this idea that we can be blessed. You know, the human race is not in a race. We are, we are not, com- we're not competing against one another. The, the problems in this world are not humanity. The problems that we have are the works of the enemy that ties to destroy humanity. We, we often struggle with one another. You know, we know what it's like to, to have problems with other people. 
don't we? The room goes slightly quiet, everyone bows their head. And they're all thinking, is he talking about me? (laughs) You know, we know what it's like to struggle with one another. But the fight of life is not one another. We're not in a race against each other. You know, there isn't a nation which is greater than another nation. There isn't a people which are greater than another people. But there are people who are blessed. And we want to know what it is to be blessed. We want to know what it is to have the hand of God upon our life. Because we live in a world which has been affected by sin. It's been affected by brokenness. It's been affected by her and written in the DNA of every man, every woman, every person upon the planet is hope for something better. Is hope that we can improve. A hope that we can grow. A hope that something out of what we have can change. It's written within us. See, God has put within us a desire to seek Him out, regardless of where we are or what we know. Written in the DNA of humanity is the desire to seek Him out that we might find blessing. And you know, I want you to understand that God has ordained a pathway of blessing. He's ordained this process. But what we have to understand is that we have to understand that God gives us a different perspective. You see, blessing for God is entirely exclusive. But it is a message of favor without exclusivity. All right? It's exclusive, but it comes without exclusivity. Now, that's a paradox. And if you don't get paradox, you don't get God. All right? Because a paradox is a beautiful thing where two opposites are sitting side by side that appear to be together. Now, here's the paradox. The paradox is that blessing comes from God. It comes with the if. It's exclusive. It comes with the if. There's an exclusivity to it. It's not just you can have, regardless. It comes with an if. But the paradox also comes is that it's open to anyone if. You see, God is inviting you to his party, but you can only have the benefit of the party if you come. All right? It's his party. Now, people in life, they want to have their own party and God to pay for it. I just want to, have my own, I just want to do my own thing, but I want God to pay for it. Why does, why does God hate me? Why does God judge me? Well, he, do you know what? He doesn't hate you and he's not judging you. It's just that you're doing your life and doing your thing and you're having to pay for the consequences of what you do. Because there is a cost to living. It even costs you money just to get here. It costs you money to, you spent money today before you even got out the door. You ate food. You turned on the tap. Money, life cost, doesn't it? There, there is an extraordinary cost to life that we don't want to think about. We don't like to think about it. You start getting depressed, start worrying. Maybe I should go back to work. And uh, Can we hurry this up? This is costing me. And... Uh, <laughs> There is a, there's a cost. But 
And in life, we kind of just want, I just want to, I want to go to my own party. I want God to pay. But you know what? There is a blessing in life. Have you ever looked at people and thought, they're blessed? I wouldn't mind that blessing. You know what? God, He wants you blessed so that you are advantaged to bring the life of the kingdom to others. He wants you living in that blessed, but to be blessed, you have to accept the invitation to His party. It's His party. He sends out the invitation. It's His party, His rules. If you go to His party, then you can have the benefit of it. Do you know what? There's a lot of people getting married this year. I think, Daniel and Hattie, you've just you've ruined everything. <laughs> you've set the ball rolling. Now everyone wants to get married. I don't know. I, I reckon Josh should be married before the end of the year at this rate. I think everybody's they're just all going to get married. It's like, I don't know what we're going to do. <laughs> if you happen... If you happen to get an invitation to a wedding, and that's the thing about church, it's like we want everyone to come, but when it comes to it, there's only, there's only so many people you can fit in a room. And, 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 uh, so if you, but if you get an invitation to a wedding, you're invited as their guest. You can come, but it's their party. And if you go to their party, you have a great time, but it's their party. It's their wedding. They're celebrating. Hattie and Daniel, they've started this thing. It's their party. (laughs) They're going to have an amazing wedding. We're all excited. If you get to go, (laughs) you get the benefit of their invitation because it's theirs. God has put out an invitation to all men. It's God's will that none would perish, but all that would have eternal life. Everyone's invited. But you have to respond to the invitation to have the benefit. I've heard many people say, if God is a God of love, then how can all these people suffer? How can they be excluded? God hasn't excluded anyone. But everyone has to respond to the invitation. If you don't respond, if the invitation is sitting on the sideboard, but you haven't responded, then you can't go. To go, you have to bring your invitation. I've I've received this invitation. I wonder if I might come and be blessed. For sure, why don't you come in? James said this amazing. He started with this amazing. It just it's amazing how you can know, know something and you know it like you know it. You've been raised with it. I've been raised in church all my life, and so and so there isn't a Bible verse. I don't hear a Bible verse and go, do you know I've never heard that before? When you've been in church all your life, there isn't a Bible verse you haven't heard. You've heard them all. But sometimes it's like you hear them for the first time. And when James spoke 70 times 7, I just felt this wash of, you know what? He really does forgive me. He really does forgive me. He forgives me every time he forgives me. You see, there's a blessing of forgiveness upon every person I love that beautiful testimony this, I, we've played this twice now and there's one testimony that came up and said I thank God I got a second shot at marriage it just touched me did you know what that's called that's called blessed that's like my life had 
a horrible turn. I didn't know this was going to happen to me. And God's come along and gone, you know what? I think we can fix this. I can fix this life. I can bless you again. Isn't that beautiful? God blesses. He comes and He creates a point of blessing. He comes and He creates a point. A point of blessing if you come to the party. God has invited you to the party. There is an if. But you see, the great paradox of God is that His love is exclusive in the party. But it doesn't... You have to come. If you want His love, His love is to everyone, there's an amazing invitation. Looking at weddings, you look, you look at these weddings, you're like, well, who, how many people can we fit in the wedding? God is looking at the world and going, He has created a wedding. The Bible says there will be a wedding. That He is the master of the ceremony. He is the one who is conducting the wedding. He is the one who he is the one getting married to his church. There is a great wedding invitation. And everyone is invited. There isn't a list of, you know, no, you can't come to the meal, only the evening celebration. (laughs) You know what that's like? You're like, right, okay. All the family who we've never seen, they go to the meal. All our friends, they come to the evening celebration because the family's family. (laughs) And you get this, but God doesn't invite you God doesn't invite you to the night celebration to come along and just go, you know what? You you are invited to the wedding. He has included you, but you have to come. And this is the amazing thing about this beautiful paradox. You see, to be blessed, we're not fighting against people. We are beating the resistance. We are fighting the things that resist us. There are castles of resistance which stand against our life. Some of you have testified about the sickness that you suffered in 2014 that you overcame. Amazing stories. Some people in this church, if you are here for the first time, you know, there are people who've sat in this church in 2014 you went through just horrible time of in and out of hospital, in and out of doctors, nothing's getting sorted, and met that moment when Jesus healed you. Many of you was in worship, many of you as a part of just God came and touched your heart. And it's an incredible story. What was that story? It was a story of you standing in faith, turning toward God, and fighting against that thing which was resisting your life of blessing. There is a resistance we all fight against. There is a resistance. See, the enemy resists us. He stands against us. There are things which stand against sickness, stands against you. Poverty stands against you. Aggravation in life, aggravation in your work environment, it stands against you. There are things which stand against you and God wants you blessed. God wants you to start. It says in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10, it says this, a final word. Be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on all the armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, 
but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers of this dark world, against evil spirits in the heavenly places. I know it's not very cool or very trendy to talk about the spiritual world, but I want you to know there is a spiritual world. You have to understand, if you believe in Jesus, He is a spiritual He is a spiritual man. He lives at the throne of God. God is spiritual. There is a spiritual world. You know that He is spiritual. You pray. You sense the realm of the Spirit. When you seek God, you say, I felt His presence. Why? Because He is there everywhere. God's presence is there. There is a spiritual world. And there there is a spiritual world of darkness which affects us. It affects our thinking. It affects our, our dreams. It affects our destiny. It affects what we do. It affects our bodies. It in fact affects all of those things around us. But the Bible says, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power and put on God's full armor. I want you to know God has given you an armor to bless you with a full armory that is superior in every way against the feeble bow and arrows of the enemy. So often we're impressed by what the enemy can do against us. We're in fear of what the enemy can do against us. But God, I want you to know that God has given us an armory which is far superior to his bow and arrow. Don't get me wrong, arrows can kill. But God has given us a shield of faith which is far superior to the arrows that come against. He's given us a full armory. He's given us full blessing. And that blessing is a process which He's working in our lives. And the Bible says in Ephesians, sorry, in Deuteronomy, it said, it says, you will experience all these blessings. Now I want you to understand this. You will experience all these blessings. And then we read right through all of those amazing blessings. How many of you felt that just touch of those blessings? You will experience all these blessings. Now, how often have I stood up and said, you know what, regardless of what you're experiencing, you've got to know God's true. Right? That's truth, isn't it? So we often experience bad things, but we know God is true. I want you to know that we will experience good things. (laughs) We will experience God's blessing And every blessing has been designed to eradicate every situation which is working against you. Every blessing has been designed as the armory of God to eradicate every situation which you are standing against. Every hassle you have in your family. Every struggle you have in your heart and in your mind. Every trial you have in your sickness a blessing has been created to be poured out upon your life to eradicate that which is working against you we are what are we we're blessed we are blessed you know one of the amazing thing is that um in 2013 um when we had a 25th wedding anniversary Most of you know the story. Many of you here won't. Um, If you're new, Cheryl and I, we had our 25th wedding anniversary in 2013. And um, we were, um, 
you know, we talked for a long time about going to Australia and and then we narrowed it down to we'll go to Prague for a weekend. And, uh, <laughs> you know, oh, we're going to we'll go to Australia, we'll do all this. And then, and then it comes down to it, yeah, we'd like to go. Let's go to Prague. And we actually booked the holiday to Prague and everything. And then Ruth comes up on the stage and says, oh, by the way, the church has been like getting a, a, an offering for you. And, and um, they, you guys pay for us to have five weeks in Australia and Malaysia. And we just had the most, most amazing time. It, it, so much so, I kind of felt like we should do this every year. <laughs> I know that how blessed you were by seeing the pictures of us on the beach. And how much you would like us to be there again. It was, yeah. You know, that, there is a, see, there is a blessing. See, God wants you blessed. He wants you in that place of blessing. And, but we often see people blessed, but we don't see the journey that one went through to be blessed. You've got to understand that everyone's been through a journey to be blessed. That favor comes upon those who are faithful in God. You've got to understand that. There are rules to the party. And it comes with the if. If you will obey me. If. And this if is a key issue. It's um, in Matthew 16, Matthew chapter 16, verse 24 to 25, it says this. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must turn from your selfish ways, take up your cross and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you'll lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. You see, in today's world, we try and calculate how we're going to get ahead. I, if I save this, then I, I hold on to this. This is my safety barrier. This is, my, this is who I am. This is my identity. Maybe your identity, you're hanging on to it. Maybe um, just your finances. It may be you're just... The, the, the things of your life, you're hanging on to them. You're saying, this is, this is who I am. But God says, what will you give me that I can give back to you? What you sow into, what will you give up? If you lose your life, you'll save it. You see, you see the issue of blessing only ever comes down to discipleship. His disciples... Do you know, I've discovered this in life. I discovered that problems in life, they don't really come down to sickness. In fact, I've seen a lot of sick people in church, but it it never took them out of church. I've seen a lot of poor people in church, broke people, people who've had money and lost money. It never took them out. You know the only thing that I ever see takes people out it's when people stop being disciples it's the only thing that takes them out it's not it's not the events you can people you can blame those events 
Jesus said, if you'll, if you'll give your whole life. And, you know, in, in, our, in our life, Cheryl and I, I, I look at our life and I know our life is blessed. It's, we live in that paradox of having nothing but living in everything. Blessed. We gave up everything. I gave, we gave up our home, um, sold a home, put it into church. Gave up, given up it up. Just giving it up. Just gave it up. Gave it for God. That was what we had to do. I'm not telling you you have to do that. <laughs> that was our journey. And because that was the requirement upon us to, to reach out and see people's lives saved. See people's lives healed. And, and I've discovered this, that in the process, the agony of the process, God's blessing was always supreme. Always supreme. In every trial, there is this blessing which rests on top, which at that moment, just, but we were then blessed. Went through a hard time, but then we were blessed. Went through this trial, but then we were blessed. Why? Because you're the head and not the tail. You're above and you're not beneath. Why? Because I'm a disciple. You need to make that disciple. You (laughs) You need to make that decision to be the disciple. The disciple is the one who gives it all. If you give it all, you will walk through that process and then you will be blessed because the blessing always rests on the disciples of God. David said that I have, in all the years, I've never seen a good man begging for bread. See, I've seen, I've known times when I've had, I've had times when I've had no bread. I've had times where there's been no food in the cupboard. I've had times when I've opened the fridge and there's nothing in there. And I've opened the cupboard and all that's left is the lentils that we hate so much that we don't want to eat and we're going to have to cook. There's nothing, literally no food, no milk, no bread, no, nothing in the freezer. The electricity is on, but only because they're not allowed to turn it off. <laughs> I've had those days. But I didn't beg for bread because the next day I opened the door and there was food. And then the next day there was food again as people who hadn't known just gave food, gave gifts. God came through for us, blessed us, blessed us. When we bought this church, we gave up our salary for a year, just lived by faith. In the first year we bought this place. And people would come, randomly come, let me take you shopping. I I want you to know, whatever you're going through, whatever faith situation you're going through, God will bless you. This is my story, so don't try and copy my story. Don't try and say, God, you did it for them, do it for me. That's not blessing, that's copying. What you want to say is, God bless me, in whatever way you so desire to have that amazing miracle on my life, bless me. Let my story be an original story of what you have done for me. Let's stand all up, shall we? Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or you'd like
like to find out contact information or service times, then don't forget to visit our website www.junctionchurch.com. God bless.